we bring hope, freedom, and restoration to girls that are trapped in the sex trade, mm. right now focused on uh, the islands of the Philippines and the South Pacific, and uh, we totally restore them. Come on. You know, we, uh, they come out of the bars, they're in extreme poverty, they get trapped and trafficked. We go in and offer them uh, a new life, offer them education. Our thing is, in the Philippines, if you don't have a college degree, and I'm not exaggerating, you can't work at McDonald's. You can't sell peanuts in a kiosk in a mall. You have to have a college degree if you're going to do anything. Wow. So we offer these girls in the bars uh, a place to live, all their expenses paid for, medical, dental, take care of their cavities, you know, their vision, and then give, provide for them a college education. And wow. when they graduate, everything is different. And then, of course... Jesus is a part of everything we do, and they encounter Jesus. Hey, this is a quick shout-out from one of our awesome sponsors. Check this out. Thank you to Tracy down at Tranquil Turn Massage in downtown Coeur d'Alene. Look, my wife and I, we see Tracy and her team every single month for a couple's massage, and it is the best thing. Tracy is a master massage specialist and a Hanu Ashiatsu trainer. You need to reach out to Tracy and her team. Make sure that you tell them that I sent you, and you'll get 25 bucks off your next massage. Also, while you're there, check out CDA Brows, Body, and Ink. Make sure to tell Tracy that I sent you, and you'll save a hundred bucks on your next tattoo brows and plasma tightening services. Kenny, you're a husband, you're a father. You're also the founder of an amazing organization called Wipe Every Tear. And we'll get more into that during the show, but I'm so excited to chat with you about this and, and your mission. Thank you for your time, man. I appreciate it. It's good to be here with you, Eric. Thank you. I like to kick things off by going back a bit. Like where did you grow up and, and what was childhood like for you? I grew up in Milwaukee, Oregon, just outside of Portland. Okay. And uh, just normal life, middle class family, and had an encounter with Jesus when I went off to college. And my life during the Jesus, you know, revolution. Sure. The Jesus movement. And uh, never been the same. Come on. Come on. That's awesome. Yeah. That it's it's awesome. good, man. God's That's good. So so good. I, I I didn't get my life to Christ till I was 24. So I was, you know, past the, the high school and college age and God rocked me in my early twenties and changed my life. Uh, back in 2004, man, was the last uh, Easter morning I uh, woke up, but, uh, uh hallelujah. that was an uh, awesome, awesome turning point in my life there. But for you, before you founded wipe every tear, you were a teacher for a while. Like what was the inspiration to get into teaching and how has that helped you in regards to the wipe every tear mo uh, foundation that you have? Yeah. <clears throat> I'll even rewind a little bit there. I uh, graduated from college as a teacher, taught school for a little bit, for a year actually, and then went to seminary, did seminary, okay. pastored, and then uh, went back into teaching years later, Christian high school, coaching basketball. Um, what was your question again? Oh, no, that's good. I was just curious, like, what was the inspiration to get into teaching and how has that teaching oh, yeah, kind of yeah, helped yeah, you in the yeah. wipe every tier? Yeah, so... You know, I just always, I just, I, I just love education. I love, uh, and I, I really, and I was an athlete and I thought, you know, wanted to coach and teach and then, you know, encountered Jesus. And I thought, wow, use that for the glory of God, Yeah, which we did. And so I teach in a Christian high school here in Boise and we decided to do mission trips and we ended up in the Philippines and taking basketball and volleyball teams every other year. And then I saw the sex trade there and my heart was just broke, just wow. so broke. Man. So tell me, and for those who don't know, and, and I just kind of found out about you through a mutual friend there, but what is Wipe Every Tear? What is the mission? 
Yeah, well, we uh, bring hope, freedom, and restoration to girls that are trapped in the sex trade. Mm. Right now, focused on uh, the islands of the Philippines and the South Pacific. And uh, we totally restore them. Come on. You know, we, uh, they come out of the bars. They're in extreme poverty. They get trapped and trafficked. We go in and offer them uh, a new life, offer them education. Our thing is, in the Philippines, if you don't have a college degree, and I'm not exaggerating, you can't work at McDonald's. You can't sell peanuts in a kiosk in a mall. You have to have a college degree if you're going to do anything. So we offer these girls in the bars uh, a place to live, all their expenses paid for, medical, dental, take care of their cavities, you know, their vision, and then give, provide for them a college education. And wow. when they graduate, everything is different. And then, of course, Jesus is a part of everything we do. And they encounter Jesus. So you, can, you encounter the God of the universe and then get a college degree. It's, it's amazing. It's a, the stories are amazing of our girls and what they've, uh, what they've accomplished. Hmm. I want to touch base real quick on, on stats. They're like, what's the sex trade numbers over there? Like, like what's the women in, in the sex trade in Philippines, you know, in the sex trade there? Like, what's that look like over there right now? You know, I've read some statistics. Uh, I don't know how accurate they are, but they say there's a half a million. Remember, these are islands. There's a hundred million there, but there's 500,000 trafficked in the sex trade. Wow. I think after COVID, it, it, is, it has to have gone up. Yeah. Extreme poverty. Number one, you have a third world nation, developing nation, and then COVID hits and uh, it, it got really bad. So yeah. there's a lot. I yeah. mean, we go, the, the capital, a lot of that is, you know, small areas, but we go to the, this, this, the capital of the sex trade in the Philippines called Angeles City. And I had a friend of mine who was a sociologist, did a, did a big uh, survey. There were 15,000 girls in 240 bars. Wow. And uh, only, only uh, foreigners can go into these bars. Interesting. Caters only to the, the foreign sex trade. Sex vacations. Wow. Yeah. That is unbelievable. Wow. It, yeah, it is. And, and you know, you know uh, Eric, what broke my heart is that I asked God many, many years ago to start giving me his heart for the things that break his. I said, God, break, break my heart for the things that break yours. I prayed that and prayed that and prayed. That was just, that was my, my deal for decades. And when I saw this X trade, I just broke. Mm -hmm. I was with my wife on that trip. It was a volleyball trip. We saw it and, and didn't even see the, 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 the stuff where we go now, Angela City. This was just very minor. I was just, I was broken. I was sobbing. I was, I, wow. my heart was just touched. And so we just decided to do something. I thought, I have five daughters yeah, and a son. And I go, I just kept seeing these girls in the light of my daughters and thought, man, I got to do something. I, I've just got to do something. I had no idea what it would be. What it would be. I had mm. no idea that I, that would be my life. You know, that's what I'm doing. And here I am now. Wow. Yeah. When you guys go into the red light district and, and save these women that are involved, uh, you know, and then get them involved with Wipe Every Tear, what's that process look like, um, you know, from getting inside and, and rescuing them or, or bringing them back to Wipe Every Tear? What's that process like? Yeah, well, only our Filipino team cannot go in, which is uh, made up of all, all women, Filipinas. Yeah. Yeah, they can't go into the bars. So it, actually, we need, we need people from America and around the world to come on short-term trips. Mm. 
mm-hmm. uh, to come and that, and then we do these teams and then we go into the bars with our girls and our staff. And, uh, so what we do is we, we will, uh, our, our main office is in Manila, uh, Angela city is about an hour and a half away. And we'll go up there and we'll spend three, four, five nights, depending on the, 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 the team and the trip that we're doing. And we just will worship for a couple hours beforehand. I mean, we worship mm. and take on, you know, heavenly things, you know, actually God gives us names of girls. He gives wow. us, it's amazing. Some of the, the gifts that, that he's given us and uh, manifest himself. And so we'll worship. And then we go out into the bars in groups of about four to six, sometimes seven people all with uh, like with one or two of our girls who used to be in those bars oftentimes. Mm. And we go in and we just offer them hope, just offer them freedom. And we just, it's very relational. You know, you have to buy a drink. There's there, you walk in, there could be 200 girls on a stage. Wow. And then you, uh, you, we always ask the Lord, like, which of these girls we have, you know, team members, you know, asking the Lord, which of these girls? God will often, often highlight two or three girls and, and, and multiple people will get that same girl. Hmm. And when you invite them down to your table, you buy them a drink, which they get a 50% cut in and you sit there and you just begin talking with them. And then we have our Filipina staff and or girls with us. And then they begin speaking in the dialect and they know English really well. So Americans can come and I can't tell you how many tears I've seen just start pouring down when we have this little card and we show this little card to them and it says what we do, what we provide, which is really everything, you know, a clean house, college tuition, um, three meals a day, daily allowance. Uh, We sponsor their children. The Mm -hmm. children can come live with them in the house and to give them a new life. And so it's very soft sell their hearts get touched. And then we, uh, a few years ago, we started doing this thing where we do it, where when we bring teams from America, we're recruiting them to come to what we call a, a, a bank. We throw a big banquet for them. We have a big, big feed and fun. And, and then we invite them to come to a getaway, a three, three, uh, three night, four day girls getaway. We take them off to an Island getaway mm. and there'll be a handful of girls will come and then that they're with us for three or four days and they begin to see that it's real. You see, they've been told, Eric, that we are the traffickers. Do not trust wipe every tear. They're going to wow. traffic you. They're going to put you in a container, send you overseas. Uh, they're going to use you. They're going to lock you up in a brothel type thing. Uh, and then the one that really gets them is that uh, wipe every tear is going to traffic your organs and wow. kill you. So we have to gain a lot of trust. Yeah. And we, and we gain their trust. We, we feed uh, between four and 600 girls a day hot meals, and we hand deliver them to the bars. We go bar to bar over, the, over the, uh, a week time, and uh, that has really helped over the years. So that's what we do, very relational. Mm. They would see, it, see that, that, that freedom is really possible. It's really real. What's the age of the girls that are working? Is it typically 18 and over? Is there younger girls that are, that are found in there as well? Uh, yeah, legally, they're supposed to be 18. Okay. Legally, to, to, be, to be a dancer, prostitution is illegal in the Philippines. Okay. But it's everywhere. Everyone's sure. on the take, unfortunately, the police, the government, et cetera. Um, a lot of 18-year-olds. There's some underage girls as well. Uh, we've had as young as 12, and, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old. Wow. But there's a lot of 20s and 30s, even into their 40s. Wow. You know, the more desirable, of course, are younger girls for sure. for men and whatnot, all ages. Now, I imagine the 
when you guys are going in there and, and you're, you know, getting these girls to kind of open up their eyes to what you do for them and, and they leave what they've been doing, there's a probably a profit loss for whoever that company is or that man or whoever they were working for. Yeah. Is there ever a fight to get them out or do you guys have to get into physical fights at all to get those, these girls out? Not physical. We call it soft rescue versus going in with guns, you know, yeah. and whatnot and getting minors out. Uh, that's not us. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, you said profit loss. Yeah. So the, if they lose a girl, and, and what what happens? A bar could have 200 girls in it or more or less. And then there's a, a mama son, which is like a, a manager, pimp, pimp manager. She was a woman, normally a woman, a mama son, papa son for a, a male but a mama son, and she used to be in the trade herself, and so she manages these girls. So they watch you like hawks. Mm -hmm. But we've had this. All I can all I can describe it as we've had this favor of heaven upon us. Yeah. And we will be in a bar, and sometimes you know, we're, and the mama son will come, and they really watch their girls, so they'll come in and join in, kind of over, over oversee everything. And I, multiple times they have said to me, uh, they said they call me coach, coach. Julie here, Julie here, Julie, listen to coach. He, they're offering a college degree. Listen to him. And so we've had these mama sons who, if they lose that girl, they lose income. Sure. We've had that happen many, many times. Wow. Uh, so there, but there is resistance. We've never been threatened with a knife or a gun. Uh, we go in, we, you know, we don't go in hating people. We, we yeah. love, just love. We just, we just love people. Yeah. We, uh, we treat we treat the men well. We treat we treat the bartenders, the managers. We treat them well with dignity. Mm. Yeah, I think that's the only way to change the world, man. Is just it, show love, man. It's so good. You know what? I had seminary and did all that thing. I, ne I never I never learned about that until much later. Huh. Wow. Jesus always talking about love. You know, John seventeen. If you have love for one another, you know, if you become one, you know, the, the, by your love, the world will know. And so these guys in there sometimes they want to like pick fights and arguments with it, and we just we just say hi, you know, and we'll buy them drinks even. Sure. We'll buy them a drink. Yeah. And wow. let them see that we're just we're real and just we're just normal guys, right? Yeah. By the way, Eric, there might be somebody that sees this broadcast. We are doing a man, a man only trip. We did it one time four and a half years ago. God's raising up men. God's doing something with men. We're going to be having men come from America and around the world, January 13th to the 23. And I'm just talking to men out there. Maybe there's guys that see this and they go, you got to be kidding me. I could do this. And so we're inviting all men team to come. Imagine it's men who exploit them. Yeah. It's. Eric, the things that happen in hotel rooms are deplorable. Mm -hmm. It's beyond imagination. Imagine this happened. Imagine we had, we had 12, 14 guys from around the world, and uh, we're worshiping in our safe house with our girls. And one of the guys says, hey, listen, we feel the Lord saying to wash these girls' feet. Can we do that? I asked my director, Becky, can we do that? Yes, do that. These guys grant these bins of water, begin to get at the feet of these girls who were trafficked, imprisoned in these bars, washing their feet, telling them who they really are. You're mm. lovely. You're beautiful. You're smart. You're intelligent. You are worth everything, girl. And on behalf of the men who have violated you, I say, I am sorry. Mm. 
Come on. And these women just wailed, and God brought healing. Wow. That's just a short little story of come on. why we're calling men to come in January 2024 to come and help us link. set girls free. Come on. I, I love that. And I'll, I'll put a link down to the website, oh. of course, so that people can go and, and check that out and, and men can get involved in this. And We love that, man. It, it just sounds like God's just doing some awesome things there for you guys. And I was reading yeah. through your website. It sounds like you've got a, a campus coming or you're, you're praying about a campus and you've also got a bar on Walking Street there that you're praying about. Like, tell me about that stuff. Yeah. So we used to have a facility uh, along with Bella Goose Coffee. Bella Goose was downstairs. We were upstairs. We had a welcome center. Um, so I'm one of these guys that sees visions and I dream dreams and I see this crazy supernatural stuff. And uh, I've just had a vision multiple times where we had, we don't have that place anymore because COVID happened and we everything shut down. Mm. We need a welcome center. And we we have a vision of buying a bar, one of those bars converting it into our welcome center just i mean just full of jesus full of life and being a place where also where we feed these girls you know now we deliver the food but they could come to this place they could have they could have meals all day long open 24 7 right there on the walking street called fields avenue and where we'd have it manned uh, by our women's staff and it would be something very special. We're waiting for that. We simply right now, we just need money. And it's a lot of money to buy a bar. You know, it's sure. a lot of money. Yeah. And then wow. and then a campus. We yeah. we desire to have a campus. I had this vision. God showed me this campus. He took he actually physically took me to this campus, showed me the the buildings, uh, the houses they're living in, showed me the 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 the, the food hall. Uh the trees, every, it was a very detailed vision I had. Wow. And um, God spoke to me, says, when you get this, when you get this property, I will exponentially speed up their healing. Mm-hmm. And so we're waiting for that. We're waiting for that day also as well. So good. So good. Right now, now we have safe houses where the girls come. We have two safe houses. Okay. They come and they, they, they just come in to live and, and be a part of uh, our family and what we do. I love that, man. You are impacting so many lives there. Thank now, you, throughout your, your time with Wipe Every Tear and the mission trips that you've gone on, like, what has been the most important thing that you've learned? <sighs> just love. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Eric, I was... Uh, you know, we're always told if, if, you know, for those of us in the faith community and the Jesus community, you know, the greatest of these is love and we need to love one another. And it's one thing to theologically understand these things. It's one thing to get it with your heart. Yeah. I was in Angela City one time and I was in my hotel room. I was on the floor worshiping on my knees. I was on the ground. I was worshiping and I had a vision and uh, there was this man and he was a stereotypical man uh, man in the bars there uh in their 60s uh, overweight guys yellow teeth smoking very unkempt um not very pleasing to look at mm-hmm. in fact I'll, I'll premise it by saying uh my wife's first trip on that street she saw about a 350 380 pound man holding hands with a 75 pound filipina girl walking to the hotel room and my wife just said, I just, I, I, I just want to like take a baseball bat. I just, I just want to look what he's doing to that woman, yeah. that little girl. 
Mm-hmm. So in this vision, in this vision, here's that guy. And I remember just seeing it, it was as clear as I am right now, just so clear. And all of a sudden in this vision, he goes, he's sitting right here. He goes, and here's this little child in the ground, in the dirt, about three and a half years old, three or four years old. He's playing with trucks and he's going, and God spoke and he said these words to me. He said, isn't he beautiful? Mm-hmm. Isn't my son lovely? And I just went, oh, God. Oh, God. Wow. That changed everything. Mm-hmm. We then started going into the bars. Now, I, you, you share that with the girls in your care, the girls that go out and do outreach with us, and our staff. That was a very hard word for them to to accept, you know, that we're supposed to love these men, right? God, God just said, go love these men. Go love these men like you love these girls. You know, how can you love these girls and hate these men? Mm-hmm. You can't do that. Right. And so we everything changed. And that's when we started going in and just loving these men. I mean, having conversation with them. And we've seen God touch some men. We believe that God is going to do something with men. And if 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 the if the demand is not taken care of, if it's not lessened, you're always going to have a supply of women. Mm-hmm. And so we believe, and that's another thing we believe that this man trip is that we're using men to come in and and bring. God said, gather men and take revival. I'm just telling you what he said. Take revival to the city of angels and into the bars and see me touch these men and these women. So we've learned that we need to love and we just love unconditional. We really do love people. Hmm. Man, I think that's so good. It's what Jesus said, man, just love people. I I think it's so true and I've done mission trips down to Tijuana a couple of times and, you know, trying to be the tough guy and, you know, uh, we're building a home for folks. And then you get to this key ceremony where you're handing off keys to this family that went from dirt to now they have a house and man, Mm. you're just all standard. And the men are just booger crying, including myself throughout the ceremony, you know, and just getting to see their smile on their face and just spreading, you know, the gospel to these, these families. It's such a, an emotional moment, you know, when you can have this connection of just loving people where they're at. How can folks get involved with Wipe Every Tear? You mentioned the missions. How else can they help you? Yeah. Well, it costs money, of course, to feed these girls and feed yep. hundreds a day, you know, in the bars and, you know, uh, do everything that we do. So they can, of course, donate, you know, that. But really, Eric, what I'm going to say here, the most important thing is, is if people were to pray for us, that, that these girls would encounter Jesus that God would come and touch our own lives, our staff, that we'd have more and more, you know, uh, intimacy with heaven. And uh, we just want people to, to intercede and believe in the harvest. God, God told us there's going to be a harvest, mm-hmm. and, and we just believe it. Come on. So uh, good. We believe there's going to be a harvest. I mean, you know, many people are talking about a billion soul harvest. I see way more than a billion. And uh, we're invited into this. We're going to see women and men come to the revelation of, of Jesus and be totally transformed. 
but we'd love to have people pray. And of course, just go, you can go onto our website, wipeeverytear.org. We find us on Facebook and Instagram, wipeeverytear, and we'd love to have you be involved. And consider your church, your business, or you're just coming by yourself. We have open open trips where people come and uh, help us get these girls. Man, I love that. What would you say, oh, by the way, I'm going to be praying for you guys. And actually, Thank you know you, what? Man. I've never done this on my show before, but I just feel like the Lord is telling me, I just want to pray for you right now, oh, <laughs> Kenny. I just, wow, think it's, yes. I just think it's a moment of just praying right now. And Oh, God, um, yes. Man, God, I just thank you for this conversation and what Kenny is doing, him and his team there, and, and saving these girls. And I just pray blessings of prayer and blessings of finances and food and preparation and safety yes, over him and his team, God. And I just pray that we would see massive lives change, both in the girls, the women, and the men that are involved in this. God, I just pray blessings, protection, and safety over them. And uh, Lord, I pray that the right people hear this message, that yes, they would God. get involved and through their missions and donation and prayer. God, thank you for Kenny on this uh, conversation, oh. sharing this message, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Um, man, Kenny, I, I just really felt like the Lord Thank was telling you, me man. to pray for you. Thank so, you. Yeah, dude. Um, it's I, I effective. Just, it is so effective, man. It is. Mother, thank you. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. One last question for you. I just, I love to ask this question. Like, what's your message to the world? You know, our, our world is so messed up mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. Politically, I mean, look where we're at, you know? And you have such a split between Biden lovers and Trump lovers and Trump haters and Biden haters. And it's caused families, it's caused the church to, to split, it's caused people to. And then you have, you know, we've had the COVID, we had all the mandates and the lockdowns and the masks and the, the, the LGBTQ and everything else thing. And everything is upside down. Yeah. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, the politically, there, there's no answer. Trump is not the answer. Mm -hmm. uh, Biden is not the answer. Some s political savior is not the answer. Yes, God uses the political system. He actually does. But I'm telling you, Jesus, is it, for, for every issue in the world, Jesus is the hope of the world. And I'm not talking about a religious thing. I'm right. talking about a relationship with a living God who is over all authorities of darkness and powers and principalities and all the demonic things. Jesus is the king over all of that. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, for marriages, for political, for financial, everything, Jesus, Jesus, the real Jesus is the answer. Yeah. Wow. So good. So good, Kenny. I, I think... Man, Jesus is is the reason that I'm here today. Jesus is the reason that I'm wow. married. My wife and I are on, you know, we've been married for 18 and a half years now, and we're we're on a mission to break the chains of divorce, abuse, rejection, addiction yes. that plagued our families, you know. And uh, yes. we have two amazing kids that will not live the life that my wife and I lived. Hallelujah. And so, you know, Amen. here we are, we're doing this thing, and you know, I'm 18 plus years sober, and you know, it's all because of Jesus. And man, it's an amazing thing. I'm so thankful that you took time out of your day to come on oh, here, Kenny, and you, share man. your story and your message, man. And uh, just know that I am praying for you and your family and wipe every tear and every person involved, man, because it's such a powerful thing that you're doing right now. And I just want to thank you so much for what you do. Well, Eric, it is such an honor to partner with heaven, to partner with what God is doing. It is just such an honor. 
Thank yeah. you so much, man. You've, you're such an encouragement with me. Love your red, white, and blue in the background too, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was yeah. A, a donation from one of my sponsors early on in the podcast world, man, and it's been my background and won't be going anywhere, man. Absolutely love it there. Yeah, I love um, it. Thank you so much for checking out the show today. I really appreciate it. I hope that my guest was able to bring you some amazing wisdom and knowledge to help you continue to fight for your goals, your dreams, and your purpose. If you could do me one big favor and just hit that subscribe button, I would so appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. Keep changing the world. I believe in you. Have an amazing day.